Hey everyone, I'm Thanos Dabelis, and welcome back to The Greek Current, a podcast by the Hellenic American Leadership Council and Kathy Merini, where we highlight the top stories of the day every afternoon with analysis from guest experts, policymakers, journalists, and health staff. Ecumenical Patriarch Bartholomew is set to visit the United States between October 23rd and November 3rd, where he will hold a number of important meetings, including a meeting with U.S. President Joe Biden at the White House. In a recent piece for the Middle East Institute, expert Tuba Tanyeri Erdemir argued that this in-person meeting provides the Biden administration a unique opportunity not only to raise human rights and religious freedom issues in Turkey, but also to push back against Russian attempts to undermine the ecumenical patriarchate. Tuba Tanyeri Erdemir joins The Greek Current today to discuss the upcoming visit by the ecumenical patriarch to the United States and the significance of his meeting with President Biden. Dr. Tuba Tanyeri Erdemir is a research associate at the University of Pittsburgh's Anthropology Department, the coordinator of the Anti-Defamation League's Task Force on Middle East Minorities, and a non-resident scholar with the Middle East Institute's Turkey Program. She also serves as the co-chair of the Middle East Working Group of the International Religious Freedom Roundtable. Tuba, welcome back on The Greek Current. It's always great to be here, Thanos. Thank you. Tuba, ecumenical patriarch Bartholomew is set to visit the United States in the coming days, where he will also meet with President Biden. Why is it important for political leaders like the President of the United States to engage with religious leaders such as Patriarch Bartholomew? So global religious leaders are actually quite important. The ecumenical patriarch is not only the spiritual leader of over 300 million members of the Orthodox faith, but he is also renowned as an advocate for interfaith peacebuilding and is a spiritual leader who deeply cares about our planet and its future. So engaging with religious leaders is quite important for political leaders to define how to work together. Tuba, following the United Nations General Assembly Summit, where Turkish President Erdogan failed to get a meeting with President Biden, Erdogan stated that Biden had never raised the issue of Turkey's problematic human rights record during their conversations. Is this meeting with Patriarch Bartholomew now a chance for the Biden administration to show it is returning to its promise of a human rights-centered foreign policy? Certainly. The Biden administration needs to focus on a human rights-centered foreign policy following its earlier promise. The ecumenical patriarch's visit provides an important chance to highlight human rights abuses in Turkey, particularly because the Greek Orthodox minority is one of the many groups that suffer from the current regime's egregious violations of human rights. You've worked closely on a number of these issues related to minority rights and religious freedoms in Turkey and the Middle East. And we've had several conversations in the past about the impacts of Erdogan's decisions on these vulnerable groups. Can you give us an outline of the main concerns within Turkey for religious minorities with a specific focus on the challenges faced by the ecumenical patriarchate and the community it represents? Of course. Actually, one of the core issues that affects the future of Orthodox Christianity is Turkey's closing down of the Halki Theological School. Halki Theological School is the ecumenical patriarchate's principal institution for training clergy. And Turkish authorities closed the seminary in 1971 and, despite growing international pressure, have resisted demands to reopen it. Given that the Turkish law stipulates that the members of the synod that elects the ecumenical patriarch need to be Turkish citizens, resolving the issue of Halki is crucial for the survival and the future of the faith and its institutions. A second critical issue 
is lack of legal personnel. Let me explain that a little bit. Since 2013, the Turkish government has blocked non-Muslim community foundations from electing new board members, which impedes critical decision-making processes, including fundraising, religious service provision, and restitution of confiscated properties. The lack of legal persona which is the legal foundation for religious communities to run their affairs responsibly and autonomously, further exacerbates their problems. Legal persona is crucial for Turkey's faith-based communities to carry out critical actions, you know, as simple as running a bank account, signing contracts, owning and leasing property. So Turkish government's restrictions and interventions in these affairs of countries' non-Muslim citizens significantly affect their daily lives and future. And Greek Orthodox community especially is very negatively affected by these issues. These are, of course, on top of the already existing climate of hate and discrimination in Turkey. Given this range of issues, Tuba, what do you hope to see addressed in this meeting? And what follow-up steps do you think the United States should take to support the ecumenical patriarchate and religious minorities more broadly within Turkey? I would suggest three steps, actually. The latest annual report of the U.S. Commission on International Religious Freedom recommended Turkey to be included in the United States Department of State's special watch list for engaging in or tolerating severe violations of religious freedom. So my first suggestion is that the U.S. State Department should follow USERF's recommendation and include Turkey in the special watch list. The second one is actually the upcoming Turkey and Ecumenical Patriarchate Religious Freedom Act. In May 2021, members of the House of Representatives introduced this bill, and the bill highlights the importance of supporting the historic seat of the Ecumenical Patriarchate in Istanbul and asserts that the Turkish government needs to improve its actions to support the continuity and preservation of the Orthodox Church. And issues that I've previously mentioned, like the opening of the Halki Seminary and making sure that non-Muslim minorities have functioning systems is part of this bill. So passing that bill would be an important step. And the third one, I think it would be very important to show support for individuals persecuted by the state for standing with minorities and for defending human rights. A very important name in this instance is Osman Kavala, who have spent over four years in prison with trumped-up charges for his work in making the country a more peaceful and inclusive place for all, including minorities. So it's very important to make sure that the United States stands up for those individuals in Turkey who actually can make a difference for the future. Tuba, you write that President Biden's in-person meeting with ecumenical patriarch Bartholomew is not only important for religious freedoms and U.S.-Turkish relations, but also for the U.S. president's domestic policy and posturing towards Russia. Why does this meeting present a unique opportunity to President Biden to push back against Russia? Yes, with over 100 million Orthodox Christians, the Russian Orthodox Church is the largest Orthodox community in the world. And the ecumenical patriarch supported the independence of the Ukrainian church from Moscow. So that kind of presented a danger to the patriarch. So Russia's state-controlled media slandered the patriarch, and he and his institutions suffered attacks from hackers. Given that the Turkish government has been repeatedly complicit in the Kremlin's efforts to undermine the ecumenical patriarchate, 
Biden could use his in-person meeting with Bartolomeo to push back against Russia's hegemonic ambitions and the ways in which Putin instrumentalizes NATO member Turkey to his end. Tuba, President Biden is known to have a warm relationship with the ecumenical patriarch. How significant is this given, you know, how much of international relations happens at the personal level? And how important would you say this relationship is in promoting international religious freedom? I think this is really important. And of course, both leaders have responsibilities for the groups that they represent. But having this warm relationship means that they would be open to a more sincere, more open dialogue. And I believe that will make a very important founding stone for moving into the future. Tuba, aside from his meeting with President Biden, the ecumenical patriarch will also hold a number of other important meetings, and his trip will conclude with the opening ceremony of the Greek Orthodox Church of St. Nicholas at Ground Zero in New York. What message do you think this visit to the United States could send not only to the Greek Orthodox community around the world, but also to the pro-democracy Turkish community? So the St. Nicholas Church at Ground Zero is not only a memorial to the loss of lives, but also a monument of hope. And celebrating His Eminence's 30th anniversary of enthronement with a hope for a better future, not only for the U.S., but also for all of us around the planet, is a beautiful message to send, I think. Tuba, thanks for joining us on The Greek Current. It was great speaking with you. Thank you, Thanos. In other news, Turkey's central bank shocked markets again by slashing its policy rate by 200 basis points to 16% on Thursday, sending the lira to a new all-time low and delivering the easing demanded by President Erdogan despite rising inflation. The decision came a week after Erdogan, a notorious opponent of high interest rates who has asserted greater control over the central bank, fired three members of its monetary policy committee. The move risks piling pressure on the lira and is likely to further deter foreign capital at a time when investment in Turkey is close to its lowest point in the past 20 years. Meanwhile, on Thursday, the Financial Action Task Force, the global finance watchdog, added Turkey to its gray list of nations subject to increased monitoring. Finally, hundreds of Greek state hospital workers marched on Thursday through central Athens as part of a 24-hour strike to protest staff shortages and compulsory coronavirus vaccinations. Faced with rising infections and a reluctance by many to get vaccinated, the government has introduced a series of incentives and penalties to encourage Greeks to get vaccinated. Vaccinations were made mandatory for healthcare workers and those working in care homes for the elderly, with those who refuse being suspended from work. Experts have warned that the country's epidemiological burden has increased significantly, noting their concern for northern Greece, where the majority of patients in ICUs are unvaccinated and the occupancy rate exceeds 90%. That wraps up today's episode of The Greek Current. Thanks for tuning in.